good morning and welcome to this week's serving of Mickey Waffles, a Disney podcast where we cover everything from parks, movies and merchandise. My name is Sinead. My name is Kate. Hi guys, how's it going? I'm good Kate, how are you? I'm good, you know what today is Sinead? Today is Tuesday. You know what that means. It's special guest Tuesday! Woo! I made it. And this time Yay! around we have the other guy with a thousand podcasts, we've Ryan! I Yay! made it, I finally made it. He's here, everyone, relax. He's, we, he's here, he made it. <laughs> <laughs> what, third time's charm? Yeah, we'd get there. <laughs> Got there eventually. So how are you, Ryan? Yeah, I'm good. I'm, I'm really good, actually. I mean, good. You know, I mean, besides the pumpkin spice woes, which we just talked about in our pre-show chat, but if, if, I feel like if I start on that, we're going to be talking about it for an hour. <laughs> I just, I, sorry, like my thoughts go out to you, to be honest, I really, I honestly, and I didn't even know, that's what, I think what's what makes you feel the worst, is like I wasn't even aware. I, I, I was thought... supposed to be going to Disney World this month, and like the killing blow is no pumpkin spice as well. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> it's not oh, fair. Gosh. <laughs> oh, it's sad times all around. Oh, jeepers. We won't talk about the amount I've had in the past week, so we'll just let it lie. <laughs> Moving swiftly on from uh, last. Moving on. How was your week then, Sinead? <laughs> <laughs> my, week's, my week's been a time. We thought we lost Binks like oh, yesterday. Yeah. She's missing for two days, which is a long time for a cat that refuses to go outside a lot of the time. So that was a stressful time. But other than that, it's actually been fine. That's How what happens you? when your cat's a wagon. She has a wagon. Yeah, I'm fine. Everything's fine. <gasps> I bought a new pair of docks. You did? <laughs> I forgot about this. They're so pink. It's great. <laughs> I wore them. We had to go to the vet, and the vet's like five minutes down the road. And I was like, "I'll wear them to the vet. I'll br- I'll start. I'll start small." By the time I got home, I was like, "These have to come off." <laughs> they just they wreck your ankles. Oh, see, they don't wreck my ankles. They wreck no. my heel and like the bridge of my foot. Oh, lovely. My ankles are obviously a lot stronger than yours. You know <laughs> what can I say? Weak ankles. <laughs> <laughs> How's your week been, Ryan? <laughs> Yeah, it's good. I've slowly been building diagonally. Oh yeah, I saw this on the Look, right, okay. You, I've got pump and spice. I think you've got something much better. <laughs> I'll trade you. <laughs> <Don't Happily. tempt> <laughs> no, it's incredible actually. It's a really good set, but because I've got a three month old and I'm building it with um my wife, it's kind of like every other night for maybe an hour. So it's a slow build. It's, there's like 5,000 pieces, so it's going to take a while. But it's good. Have you been tempted to just kind of go and do it? Oh, yeah. yeah but I, haven't, <laughs> I haven't. I haven't laid a single brick by myself yet. Wow. That's control. I know. That is, that's impressive. But an, like, hour, impressive. an hour every second night's still a good go at it. Like An hour gets you very far in Lego. Yeah, it's, like a ba- it's basically like a bag of Lego every other day. Yeah, it's not too good. bad. We're almost done with Ollivanders. They just—it looks like such a pretty set. Yeah, and that's the reason I bought it over the Hogwarts Castle because the Hogwarts Castle looks great, but it's just for me, it's all grey. Yeah. Mm. And Diagon Alley is so colourful. I thought, yeah, I've got to have that. So is that the only piece you have from that, from like the Harry Potter collection? Is that the only piece, or do you have something else? Yeah, we've got the Hogwarts Express, we've got the Night Bus, and we've got Private Drive. Oh, cute. I only have the night bus. Night bus is great. Yeah, it just sits there by itself. It was also a really quick build, which I was really sad about. I did it really quickly. I was like, oh, it's done now. (laughs) 
Yeah, that's the thing. Well, everything takes longer when you, for us now that we've got a baby. It's even a small set like that took us, I think, almost a week. Jesus, took me like forty-five minutes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, no need to show off. No, just comparing. <laughs> it's called yeah. compare and contrast. <laughs> oh, but that's good. It's got but the then they just announced Moss Eisley as well, the Cantina. Oh yeah, I saw oh, that too. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Oh, money only goes so far. It's, t- it's tempting. Do you have a space for all your Lego? Oh no. Oh, okay. No. <laughs> That's the big problem. Well, we're, we're, I... we're currently trying to sell um, our flat to move into a house. Fair, uh, fair. It's slow. It's very slow progress. So I'm kind of buying the, buying sets and hoping for the best. <laughs> yeah. That's the that's the problem we currently have is there's between us there's so much Lego but we don't have some anywhere to put it. Yeah. And we both have quite big Lego sets. Like we've got like the Batmobile and the big ship. And it's like they don't just like sit nicely on a shelf. They need like somewhere good to go. And we're just like, well, guess they're just staying somewhere else for the minute. <laughs> yeah. Like, Hogwarts Express is on the like dining room table. We're basically like, we'll, we'll just eat on lap trays for now. <laughs> Lego always takes precedent. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta pick your priorities. Something exciting from your week, Kate? No, I don't think anything tops uh, Lego Diagon Alley now, to be honest, I'm not going to lie. I beg to differ, Kate. We had a very important announcement about two days ago that is very niche, but any Irish people listening will be very excited about the fact to be that honest, are bringing back Banshee Bones. Yeah, it's more of a thing for you than it is for me. I've never had Banshee Bones in my life. Really? Yeah, I've never had them. Where, how old were you when you moved over here? It was 1998. End of 1996, I think. Oh, okay. But how did you not have them growing up? I don't know. I didn't like crisps. I don't know what to tell you. They're crisps. <laughs> they are. I oh, thought God. they were like... Find... You thought they were what? Percy pigs. No. Oh, Jesus. God, no. <laughs> no, they're crisps. They're like... No, they um, are crisps. Corn puffs. Almost. What's Percy pigs? Nothing. I love them. They're great. Oh, okay. Banshee <laughs> bones are just a very different thing. I'll show you. I'll show you a packet. Yeah, I think um, I was more so laughing that you thought they were like, Percy pigs, not the Percy pigs are bad. Yeah. Okay. So they are like extreme salt and vinegar. I like to describe them as they would almost kind of burn a hole in your tongue. They're that salt and vinegary. Nice. Um. So they were my favorite crisps when I was a child. And then they've been discontinued for absolute years, but people keep badgering Tato about them. So now Tato are bringing them back for the Halloween season and I'm bloody buzzing. I'm so excited. Yeah, it was like national news as well. Like everyone must know, but I went into work. I went into work and one of the girls went to me. She was like, they're bringing back Banshee Bones. That was like the first thing she said to me when I got in the door. I was like, I know. Yeah. mm -hmm. Yeah, they are. Yeah. And she was like, I just saw it on Twitter. I'm like, yeah, okay, calm down. Your national news sounds far more interesting than mine. <laughs> or our national news currently consists of Banshee Bones, uh, the Irish Hype House, and uh, what was the other stupid one that happened? Oh, I can't remember. Mostly Banshee Bones and the Irish Hype House. They're, they're the two big ones going on at the yeah. moment. It's terrifically exciting. It's way more exciting than Boris being an idiot on a weekly basis, daily basis, I should say, really. Well... Can't argue with that, really. Yeah, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> kind of stuck with that one. So. <laughs> yep, it's fine. Only four more years. Oh. 
So I'll see if I have your rap sheet right. You've got the theme park trader. You've got the customer is always weird. Disney parks and beyond. Yeah. Then that universal podcast. And you also write for Inside the Magic. So you're only yes. mildly busy. On top of yeah, also quite, having quite a busy. infant and a day job. Yes. <laughs> and a wife. Yeah. <laughs> That's the thing. Like, people often think oh, I don't have a day job, but I do. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's, it's an impressive call sheet, I have to say. It's, yeah, it's very busy, particularly since starting with Inside the Magic as well. It's uh, definitely keeps me busy, but it's good. I like doing it. I mean, chances are you're probably like us and you just kind of keep on track of everything. You keep tabs on what's happening anyway, so you may as well just do something with the useless knowledge that you pull in anyways. Well, this is it. Basically, what happened was people just kept telling me to shut up at work. So I thought, I'll just do a podcast. (laughs) doing a podcast. That's that's just kind of how it works, really. Yeah. Maybe that's how everyone starts their podcast. They get they get really niche about something, then everyone who's around them is like, "Would you ever shut the fuck up?" And you're like, "Fine, I'll go (laughs) tell people on the internet about it then." I'll prove to you that people care. (laughs) It worked out. Right. Have we anything else, or shall we get on to a bit of news? No, I think we should get on with the news. (laughs) Starting off with some super sad news. Uh, Rhythm of the Pride Lands a Jungle Book Drive are both officially cancelled for the rest of the season basically along with the in- entire season it's all gone everything's gone it no longer exists I mean it was, it was bound to happen eventually I just they called mo- pretty much all of it off yeah I just it was interesting how they closed the outside thingies before they closed the inside thingies and then it just yeah it just it kind of had to happen there wasn't really it just wasn't really working, I don't think. Yeah, I mean, it, it was ambitious that they were trying to do a festival when all of the other theme parks are like, let's not do anything outside of normal operating yeah. things. It, w- it was ambitious of DLP to be like, no, no, we're still going to have all these shows and it, it'll still be fine. Kind of like, lads, will it? The shows, the shows end up being a bloody nightmare at the best of times. That Which is really weird for DLP. You think they would have taken this opportunity to be like, fuck, we don't need to do anything. <laughs> Just a classic DLP option, isn't it, really? Exactly. I'm like <laughs> so surprised that they've come out of this and been like, we'll do the most. Like, it just, it's not DLP at all. It's really kind of worrying. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, it's sad for the cast members that they'd cancelled and then brought back and then cancelled again, so. Yeah, and the other thing is, I heard that, um... Rhythm of the Pride Lands was a lot better this year from cast who had gone to see it and were putting it up on Instagram and Twitter and stuff. They were like, if you saw Rhythm of the Pride Lands last year, it's absolutely nothing compared to this year, kind of. Oh, wow. Yeah. So that's also kind of sad because obviously the cast and stuff within the show obviously put yeah. a lot of work into it. And, you know, now it's gone. Sometimes. But I mean, COVID, the arts, they seem to just be not a thing anymore so (laughs) seems to just be going hand in hand i think it's crazy that they're starting to like sell tickets to musicals next year and you're like "Uh," like back to the future just went on sale oh yeah and i'm like i really want to see it because it's meant to be incredible but on the one hand is it gonna be on like april i don't think so yeah it's like kind of yeah you already know do you yeah, I, I assume they're selling, like, bunches of tickets. Like, they're not kind of packing out the place, I would assume. But even still, like... Oh, they're doing, like, the full theatre. Yeah, yeah, because I, I almost bought tickets. Shit. And then I could literally pick any seat in the theatre. And I was like, no. 
Oh, Jesus. Oh, shit, that's not good. Because in my head, I was like, oh, maybe they're doing, like, what cinema's doing. Like, the Lighthouse Cinema in Dublin, they have this thing at the moment. So the row in front of you, the row behind you, and every two seats beside you are all blocked off. So, like, one of their small cinema screens now only takes 10 people, and then it's sold out. So, like, I was like, oh, maybe they're doing it like that. But, Jesus, if they're going to pack you all in. (laughs) I think, yeah, I think they're just thinking that's it. Like, 2021 is when coronavirus is just gone ends bye-bye <laughs> which would be lovely i mean people seem to think oh. it's gonna it's gonna just disappear before christmas so who knows but yeah no it is it is a bit weird how the arts of all things have taken like the biggest dip when it comes to covid they're like oh cinemas can reopen and churches can reopen and but the arts absolutely not <laughs> yeah. yeah it's a shame because there's so many more things ready to go with the arts and there are films at the moment. Yeah, exactly. And films, like they can literally make money any other way. Yeah. Like, you know, Mulan, for instance. Oh, can it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, move on. <laughs> <laughs> so, moving on. So, it was announced during the week that all London to Disneyland Paris direct Eurostar trains have been cancelled slash removed from sale until October 23rd. Now you can still get it to, you can still get the Eurostar from London to Lille and then transfer to DLP, but you cannot get a direct train, which is rather interesting. Now, I mean, this doesn't affect us because we couldn't get the train anyways, but... No, that's on our island. But yeah, I don't know. Do you, have you ever been, have you ever gotten the Eurostar to DLP, Ryan? Yeah. Yeah, I've gone a few times. Is it um a pleasurable experience? I mean, it's as pleasurable as a train can be. You know, it's. Do you prefer it over flying though? Well, I've never. So I've never flown to Disneyland Paris. Oh, so okay. I either will get on the train, or we will. Uh, well, either way, get on the train. But one, you kind of get the Eurostar, and the other is the Eurotunnel with a car. Oh right there. Um, but then you have to drive from Calais to. Disneyland, which is a, a few hours, but the train, the train's great to be fair. Like, you know, it is, a, it, it's a train, so it's got its drawbacks, but once you're there, you literally get out of Disneyland. So it's great. With this, um, as the only person currently on this call who could actually avail of this service, would the fact that you have to transfer to Le- transfer from Lille deter you? And taking away the fact that like, you can't go over because of your rules and everything, but would it deter you or would you be like, oh, I don't care? It's not too bad of a change, to be fair. It's um, no, I'd still do it, but you know, if coronavirus didn't wasn't here. Yeah, it's taking that out of the equation. Yeah, no, no, it's, it's easy enough to change it, Lil. Oh, okay, that's interesting. I'd say they're just kind of like, no, I'd say the whole like um rule thing with the UK and stuff. They're like, it's just not worth it for us anymore. Yeah, probably not. We don't even know what the rules are. They seem to be changing on an hourly basis. Well. Again, I've nothing to say to you about that. <laughs> I'm not going to defend, you know, throughout this whole show, I'm not going to defend the UK once. <laughs> okay, good, because neither are we. <laughs> I'm, on, I'm on your side. Like, I'd move, I'd move to Ireland tomorrow if I could. I heard you, try, you said you're, trying, you're just trying to, like, you're trying to move. Come, to, come here. You've got uh, lattes. I mean, that's all I need. Right, there you go. There we go. <laughs> and, then, and fancy crisps or whatever. Banshee exactly. Excellent. Banshee bones. 
then in the DLP news, the opening of the Disney Junior Dream Factory attraction is also delayed until further notice. So the out-of-date characters that are going to be in the out-of-date attraction will already be more out-of-date by the time it opens. Hey, no, you leave, you leave Fancy Nancy alone. Hey, Fancy Nancy's great. She's so cute. She's with a little tutu. She needs to, she needs to color coordinate a bit better. That's what I'm saying. is the splash of colour that Disney Junior deserves. <laughs> See, I, I, I was not of the age where we're into Disney Junior yet, but I have a feeling in a couple of years this will be like the number one show at Disneyland Paris for us. Fancy well, Nancy. Oh, no, no, I mean, I mean, what's this called again? Oh, the Disney Junior Disney Dream Factory? Disney Junior Dream Factory, yeah. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. But, I mean, Fancy Nancy will probably still be there. Because for whatever reason, Disney can't seem to kind of keep up to date with the kind of in characters on Disney Junior. I mean, to be fair, they're always a couple of years behind. Simone's there, so count me in. Fair. <laughs> but like, even saying that, like, even in the store, like, they couldn't keep up with their own shows. Like, it would take a year of a show being out before they had any form of merchandise for it, which is crazy because yeah. can four-year-olds love toys? Is is uh, yeah. Disney merchandise? Ireland as bad as it is in the UK. It's the same merchandise. It's the same. It's terrible. Yeah. Yeah. yeah pretty much. <laughs> we have two stores. So. It's terrible for adults. Availability wise, it's much worse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can go to the big store or you can go to the smaller store 45 minutes away that just has less of the same shit. Well, to be fair, I think my closest store is London and that's like 90 minutes on a train. Yeah, fair. But, you know, Disney's having that whole problem in the UK where they're closing all their cute stores and then opening pop-ups 10 minutes down the road and then keeping those pop-ups open for two years and then closing those and, oh, it's all the time, really. I mean, all they need to do is, is copy the US Shop Disney website and put it in the UK and problem solved. <sighs> if only. If only they actually listened to the fucking weirdos who want to give them tens of thousands of fucking money to just buy their shit. But they're like, no, no, you can have this doormat. Yeah. <laughs> you, you get this. Oh, you can have a spirit jersey. In fact, we'll give you four spirit jerseys. How about that? Ah, only two of which are currently available. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> God, I fucking hate Shop oh. Disney so much. It is so shit. It is so shit. Anywho. Sure. Oh, yeah, go on. So, yeah. We may as well talk about the fact that the um, next Halloween drop on shop disney is supposedly in the morning who knows what's going to get released they've only they've said the nightmare for christmas drop is tomorrow so i don't know if that means oh, they'll have general halloween stuff or it's just nightmare for christmas tomorrow 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 <gasps> oh interesting well i mean between yeah. the last drop and today they've just been secretly sprinkling dusts of halloween onto the website not telling anybody and then being like what sauce <laughs> Yeah, so this week they've dropped the this year's version of the little lounge fly pumpkin bag, which is not anywhere as cute as last year's. It's I hate it. At all. And that's sold out in about five minutes. And then they've added like little candle holders. The little tea and then they holders. added the like big like candy jar thing, pumpkin thing, and they've both sold out as well. But they just keep adding like bits here and there rather than oh, doing the logical and thing and just dropping everything all at once. Those t-shirts, they dropped those t-shirts as well. Oh yeah, the Boo Crew ones. 
Oh, yeah, which, to be honest, I think would be quite cute if you were, you know, going to the park as a family. But right now, you shouldn't be going to the park as a family. So, <laughs> yeah. I just hate them. I hate them all. I hate everyone who works for Shop Disney UK. I just, they don't care. They're either shit at their job or don't care about their job. They don't buy enough servers for capacity. And it's just, they don't do anything about bots. And I just hate them. I hate everything. <laughs> somewhat, someone in the, in the US team needs to be throttled to the point where they allow merchandise to be shipped to the UK. And then the problem will be solved. Yeah, that's it. I just don't understand why they, why they just don't offer worldwide shipping. Surely it's not that hard. They do, don't they? It's just astronomically expensive. It's like $75. Yeah, and there's some stuff like I wanted to buy an Epcot poster because obviously Epcot and they wouldn't ship it because it was framed. Oh, for fuck's sake. So I would have even paid them money and they still wouldn't do it. I would have paid you good money. Yeah. <laughs> I'm literally throwing money at you, Mickey. But still, not... Uh... You think Bob Chapik would have fixed it by now? He bloody loves money. Well, the thing is, he would make, I think, millions of dollars if they if they sold the exact same merchandise in the Shop Disney UK site than they did in the US. They, literally overnight, he'd start making thousands of dollars. Oh, yeah. easily, big time, easily millions. I'd go like if you have the stock, millions. Yeah, I just don't. I've never understood why they've not done it because it's not a case of oh we can't make that that much because of course you can. Especially right now, when sales in Disneyland, they're non-existent because it's not open. Especially with, like, the amount of crap that ends up in, like, the outlets. Like, yeah. Just chuck it on the website. <laughs> exactly. I just sometimes wish they'd hire us. <laughs> just they for, like, a week. Think. No! They did for a little while. <laughs> a little while? Four years is a really long time, <laughs> Let's not talk about it. Anyway, moving back to DLP. <laughs> so there's been some additional foliage added to the Olaf um, selfie spot where there's now a group of leaves between you and Olaf and there's a little green square that you can stand on. It's so ridiculous looking. But again, classic DLP. <laughs> it's literally like they like walked into a warehouse and were like, what is there? <laughs> leaves. Great. Do you know where they probably were? Do you know in Crush's Coaster where they had all those pallets in the middle of the ride? Oh yeah, lovely. They were probably just scattered around there and then they just sweep them all up into a big pile and we're like, there you go, Olaf. There's a nice social distancing marker for you. You're, you're never going to be over those pallets in Crush's Coaster, are you? Just why the fuck were there pallets of shit in the middle of a roller coaster? I just, I hate... Because it's DLP. Yeah, I know, that's true. I mean, when... Uh, when- when is it going to reach the point where people on Twitter and Instagram have stopped loving taking social distance pictures with characters and then there's just going to be no one visiting these characters because you can't interact with them? Yeah. Honestly, with Disneyland Paris, I don't think that will happen because people bloody love characters in DLP. Yeah, and a lot of the cast members love the characters in DLP. Yeah. So like, a lot of cast members are going on their days off because they live just off-site. And they're just going and taking all these social distance photos because they can pop in for like an hour or two and just <clears throat> drink their pumpkin spice lattes and then get a picture with Olaf and then they can go home again. Such a low blow. <laughs> like totally uncalled for. Like at least warn me. 
just say, oh, they might pop to Starbucks on the way. <laughs> At least I know it's coming. <laughs> it was just so oh, open. <laughs> Honestly, like I have, I have that, like a hashtag on Twitter, like constantly being refreshed. I'm on the Starbucks app, just like constantly refreshing it for news. Nothing. But think how much great it'll be when you get it then. Yeah, better bloody be. Anyways. Uh, yeah, and then there's also been a new uh, magic shot as well near Tower of Terror with this bellhop guy who looks like he looks like a character from like Cluedo or something. I just don't understand who he is or anything to do. Have with you him. seen this, Ryan? No, I've not seen it. Oh, here I'll hold it up for you. Can you see? Wow. <laughs> it's like I'm playing Tower of Terror: The Sims. Yeah, with his little mustache. So- this is this is their new magic shot. Like the Tinkerbell one, I get the Stitch one. Like I get the ones that have actual characters, but this just being like a random bellhop just sitting beside you on a bench. Yeah, like, I don't get it. Even bellhop Goofy would have made more sense because you know he's a thing. Exactly, <laughs> or bellhop Stitch. <laughs> yeah, a- any Disney character apart from <laughs> Mr. Mustache. Yeah, some some. <laughs> British looking guy from the, the days of the British Empire. Oh, do you know what? That's bang on as well. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's why. Maybe he's stuck in France and the only job he could get was working at the Hollywood Terror Terror Terror. Hotel. Yeah, they close, they close the borders <laughs> to, to the UK. All he can do. Shit, this is me. I'll sit on this bench. <laughs> <laughs> Come take a photo with me. <laughs> Please, I need the money. I need to go home. <laughs> oh. Good times. You can, always, you can always rely on DLP to come up with a really bizarre thing. It's like, oh, yes, we finally got magic shots. And it's like, we're going to take them that one step too far to something that no one ever asked for or ever wanted. I just feel like how many people had to say yes to this before it was a thing? <laughs> Not no, enough. no one. They're all on furlough. Oh, fair. <laughs> Also very true. Someone drew it and was like, go, 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 go. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dear. Right. And then one last thing from DLP. There's been some changes to the Agrabah Cafe restaurant. So it used to be a buffet, as far as I'm aware. And now it's doing what most restaurants are doing, where you could just pick a plate. So it's $35.99 for adults. That includes a cold drink and or... No, and definitely or a mineral water so um for your starter you can have an assortment of meze to share which is good and vague um then there is the royal couscous which comes with chicken something that i can't read lamb kofta and oh sorry lamb and kofta balls and then there is couscous from the sea which has (laughs) shrimp mussels cuttlefish cod and prawns and then or if you're a vegetarian you can have falafels with sesame sauce and semolina and green beans in olive oil sounds truly delightful i mean it's better than rice this is true this is very true i mean and then for your incredibly cheap ingredients isn't it well that's most of glp i think (laughs) and then for your dessert you can have an equally vague assortment of oriental pastries that's really Lying on the edge of racist there, isn't it? <laughs> Oriental pastries. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, I've not eaten an Agrabah cafe. I've been told I probably should because I think it's one of the better places for vegetarians, but not by the sense of that menu, on? I don't know if it is now. Say that again? Where is it basing its food on? Like, in what country? Agrabah. <laughs> Please, Brian, it's named the Agrabah cafe restaurant. <laughs> oh, yeah, of course, of course, I forgot. Stupid question. <laughs> I assume, like, um... Like Moroccan style? Yeah, yeah Moroccan. Awful, but like, why is why can you not get baklava as a dessert? Like that should be the go-to dessert. Is that not an Oriental pastry? Well, I wouldn't call. It, I don't know if I'd call Morocco <laughs> Oriental. Oh, well, true. LP, you're going with it. <laughs> They're like, it's not French. It's Oriental. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's somewhere from that way. Yeah, over there somewhere. <laughs> Oh, jeepers. Classic DLP. Yeah, and then moving stateside. Oh, that's a Halloween thing, not a Christmas thing. Uh, There's been a bit of an announcement for the Christmas season. So Walt Disney World has announced that there will be socially distanced festivities for 2020, but also that there will be a couple of things definitely not happening, which I can't find. Oh, yeah, so Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party and the Candlelight Processional Epcot will not happen at all. And then... Basically, yeah. everything else is just going to be socially distanced. <laughs> All right, Binks. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> She's decided to take over. Have Binks you ever done like... the candlelight processional, Ryan? I know you're no, we, king it, of Epcot. It, it starts like super late. So even when oh, okay. I've been in... So usually I try and go to Orlando at the end of Halloween and then into Christmas. But okay. the, the processional doesn't start until late November. Uh, which, is surpri- which is surprising, really, because, yeah. you know, Disney and Christmas. But Epcot starts a little bit later than Magic Kingdom. So I've never done it. But Mickey's Very Merry Christmas is pretty average. Do you prefer Very Merry or Not So Scary? Not So Scary, for sure. But, I mean, once you've been to Halloween Horror Nights, Not So Scary is terrible in comparison. In the fact that it doesn't change year by year. And it's yeah. double the price of Halloween Horror Nights. I'd pay double to not have to go to Halloween <laughs> <laughs> Oh. <laughs> but, but I think like yeah. for the money you pay they should definitely mix it up year on year yeah agreed even if they swapped out like characters and stuff because I get that they don't want to necessarily have to like change the show or whatever but like they could definitely tweak things year on year rather than it being the exact same oh booty every time. is the best parade that Disney's done in my love opinion it. absolutely love it that song just gets like stuck in your head and just loops for years on end yeah, it's, it's an incredible parade, and I hope that that never goes away. But the rest of the event, it doesn't, it's, it's, it's okay, but it's not, it's not, in my opinion, it's not worth like 120 plus dollars. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. It's sad that I suppose, I mean, it's not surprising, but it's sad that like everything is now cancelled for the year. I think, I don't think anybody thought Very Merry was necessarily going to go ahead, though. Yeah, so I like that, like, mm. Their explanation is the guests will be able to enjoy festive decor, themed merchandise, and seasonal food and beverage offerings. As in, like, that, that's what we got for you at Christmas. Um, there will also be holiday magic at Disney Springs, and Santa Claus will make time for a special pop-up appearances at every location. <laughs> Waving and exclaiming holiday wishes to all. <laughs> Shouting Merry Christmas at people that walk past. <laughs> Whether you like it or not. <laughs> 
Palatazel also featured gingerbread men, elves, and reindeer. Also, the beloved toy soldiers will join the Main Street Philharmonic as they march through Magic Kingdom Park, bringing musical and holiday cheer for all to hear. Didn't they just rob that from Elf? Yeah, I'm like, oh, it's not you guys. (laughs) And then Minnie Mouse will also be holding a Yuletide gathering for all of her friends at Hollywood and Vine at Disney's Hollywood Studios, starting on November 6th with Santa Goofy, along with Minnie, and more of, oh, more in their holiday best, not of their holiday best. I was like, what? (laughs) I do love Santa Goof. Yeah, Minnie and her friends in their Christmas gear, basically. Nice. So it's basically the Christmas equivalent of what they're doing for Halloween. Yeah, at least they're like putting up the decorations. Oh, I think annual pass holders would have even more of a thing to say this year if the Christmas decorations weren't up. Yeah. Like that girl that um, was crying going into Magic Kingdom because there wasn't any Halloween decorations. Don't get me wrong, I I can't talk, I'm obsessed with Halloween, but like I wouldn't go crying into Magic Kingdom because they hadn't it seems like a lot yeah like there's a lot going on in the world and like I'll buy you a pumpkin like (laughs) (laughs) really what you like come on oh bless her I hope they bring back eggnog for the uh, Christmas stuff at Magic Kingdom because oof that stuff is delicious I've never had eggnog no me neither I feel like it's not a thing over here it should be alcoholic but obviously in Magic Kingdom yeah, they haven't quite they haven't quite made it yet. They will do, I think, because when when the world returns to normal, they're going to want to make more money. So how easily to do take... that? Well, introduce fifteen dollar cocktails in Magic Kingdom. Job done. They just need to do what DLP do and just have a little cart that they wheel out just before the fireworks and sell everybody really expensive glasses of champagne. It's genius. Yeah, genius. With a man who's like champagne, champagne, champagne. <laughs> Champagne. Yeah, he was very aggressive. Champagne? This is like so I barely want to watch the fireworks, let alone drink champagne. Actually, maybe that'll make it better. Yeah, they're just trying to get through it. <laughs> maybe that's why. Oh my god, maybe that's why they're selling champagne, because they know how shit Illuminations is, and they're like, get the champagne into them. They'll love it so much more. I think people are literally on TripAdvisor at the end of the day, and they're like, shit, just roll out the champagne. <laughs> DLP, so much shit. Oh, dear. <laughs> it just annoys me that they took the like, illumination. In fairness, it's for the illumination. I mean, Epcot is illumination. Oh. Illuminations, and then you take the name of one of Disney's best shows of all time, and you you take a shit, and then put it in another park. <laughs> it's just. It's just so bad. It's so. It's so sad because it kind of feels like most other parks kind of get an upgrade when they got new fireworks then dlp went from having dreams which was amazing to this piece of shit yeah but hopefully hopefully we'll get new ones for the 30th we can only hope i just want them so bad i know i personally believe it's what we deserve but anyway that don't bank on mr chapek spending any money Even if even if they just took out the live action Beauty and the Beast bit, I actually don't think the rest of it's as bad. No, it just puts such a fucking downer on it. But you can feel the crowd. The crowd's like, who the fuck's this? I know. You have to listen to Emma Watson singing. Ugh. They just have their six year old girls that just want to sing Let It Go in French. We are those six year old girls. <laughs> in in twenty seven languages. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. 
Right, moving over to Disneyland. So the Disneyland Resort is turning 65 this year and they released a whole load of real cute Funko Pops to celebrate it. So last week there was the, I think we mentioned it on last week's one, there was the castle that came with either a Mickey Mouse Funko Pop or a Walt holding a little Mickey Mouse Funko Pop. I think they're both like $400 now. Great. Um, But they've released since you can get a Peter Pan who's sitting in a Peter Pan's flight, like little boat. You can get a Minnie Mouse sitting in a Dumbo and you can get a Mr. Toad sitting in the ride vehicle from Mr. Toad's ride. And they're all bloody adorable. But I think they're all probably sold out and extortionate money is on eBay now. They are. They are all sold out. Ding. Yeah. They are cool though. They're super cute though. The Mr. Toad. I'm not even a big fan of Mr. Toad. But holy Jesus, that Mr. Toad Funko Pop is the cutest thing I may have ever seen in my entire life. He just looks so happy. <laughs> His little face. <laughs> Look but at yeah. <laughs> kind of reminds me of oh, my yeah. kid. They were super duper cute. Love them. Reminds you of what? Of my kid. It's very similar. Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> Get her on Mr. Toad's World Ride, not the <laughs> Funko Maid. <laughs> I didn't think I need to sue Disney for that. <laughs> Brilliant. Brilliant. So, yeah. VQ Pops. Then, heading over to Walt Disney World. There has been some more dining options coming to Magic Kingdom and Hollywood Studios for the fall. Specifically, Minnie's Halloween thingy mobobber that I can't remember the name of. Oh, no, here it is. Minnie's Halloween Dine Feast, which is in Hollywood Studios. Um, and starts from September 15th to 25th and lasts until October 31st, including, oh, you haven't got up there yet. So including some extra fall entertainment for Disney World is the Halloween Cavalcades in Magic Kingdom, the Cadaver Dance. Oh, who doesn't love the Cadaver Dance? Yeah. And then Minnie's Halloween Dine-In Feast, which is then a character meal that's not a character meal. Yeah, you just... Throw food at them from afar. <laughs> you mean Minnie throws the food? <laughs> what? I mean, to be fair, that would be quite that would be quite cool, wouldn't it? I mean, it is called a feast. Yeah, just oi, Minnie, throw us another chicken wing. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> they may as well do something. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Fair. Just lob me like a ladle of mash. Just. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it could work. I, I don't. I don't know. Like, do they just like clear like a runway in the middle of like all the tables where people can just like turn and take selfies? Like, is that the whole point? Or or I don't know. If she's on like. Do you know when you meet the characters in the hotels in DLP and they're on like those little stages? No. When you okay in uh in Santa Fe and. Cheyenne. Oh DLP. yes, I know what you're talking about now. They've got those little stages with those shitty backgrounds where you can meet the characters in the morning and in the afternoons. And maybe yeah. they'll like put her on one of those in like the corner, and you can just like see her from a distance. Just leave her sitting in the corner <laughs> while you're shoving food into your child's mouth for like the sixty-five dollars you paid for your meal. You can just see Minnie like waving in the corner, being like, "Save me." <laughs> Oh, just, just laughing in the inside like you paid 65 dollars for that <laughs> you can't even hug me <laughs> and i don't think it's still a buffet either is it 
no, I assume not. Well, no, a feast. A feast makes me feel like a, like Ohana vibes, where they just yeah. bring you a fuck ton of food, and then if you want more, they bring you oh, another okay, fuck ton of food. Fair. That's fair. what feast says to me, person. anyway. Yeah, you know what? <laughs> if eloquence isn't my middle name. <laughs> to be fair, I, I I much prefer that style of buffet than having to go up and watch someone in front of me take an entire like lobster or whatever. Or an entire fillet of salmon. Yeah. <laughs> Someone we know. <laughs> or an entire fillet of salmon. Uh, good man, Craig. Well, to, be, to be fair, Sinead's the person who goes up and takes all the scrambled eggs. And it's like, bye. <laughs> that DLP scrambled egg, like, it's bloody beautiful. It has no oh. right to be as nice as it is. If you get a chance to stay at Animal Kingdom Lodge, the scrambled egg in the morning, oh, it's, it's something special. Ooh. I feel, I feel like this is what I need to do when I go to like other Disney parks. I just need to like, rank the scrambled egg. Other people rank attractions, but I feel like I go on so much about the DLP scrambled egg, I feel like I need to do a rating system. To be fair, it's, I think it's, it's, it's better than what I've seen other people do in ranking toilets. So like you're a step above that. <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take it. All I can really aim for is to be a slight step above Craig. That's all I can really aim for. Hey, isn't <laughs> that what you're aiming for in life? <laughs> as long as you're there, you're fine. <laughs> <laughs> and then to hop back over to Disneyland. So there's still no opening today for the Disneyland Resort. So seemingly they are getting closer to agreeing on a date. I don't know. And I think they've just had approval that they can allow, allow some indoor seating in the restaurants in downtown Disney. I don't know. But um, all guest reservations through to the 26th of September have been cancelled, uh, but they are now taking availability from October 1st and beyond. So it's looking like maybe the start of October, maybe. Who knows? They'll eventually reopen. They're going to have to at some point. Yeah. But I mean, it just depends, doesn't it? I mean, COVID cases are going back up in the UK. That ha- happens in, in California. Then they're going to shut again. Yeah. It'll, hey, it'll be to the country that's about to open all their pubs. <laughs> all our wet pubs, Kate. Oh, sorry. Our pubs <laughs> yes. are already open, and and uh, well, look at the cases. It's not gone well. Yeah. So what they've done over here is, if you could, if you're a pub that could serve a substantial meal, so anything over the value of nine euros, seemingly, you could reopen. But if you were what they have now deemed a wet pub which is the most horrific phrase in the entire world yeah um they've still not been able to reopen could be moist yeah moist pub (laughs) (laughs) god delightful (laughs) but um yeah it'll be interesting to see do you think they're going to do haunted mansion holiday this year this was a debate we had a few weeks ago um no Ooh, spicy no, I mean, I just don't, I don't think they that bother. I mean, they've, they've scrapped all of the additional stuff that they you normally do in Disney World, like the gingerbread houses and stuff like that. So, I mean, they could do it. I mean, they could, there's no reason, because it's just the same props mostly as last year, right? Um, yeah. But I don't know if they will. I don't think yeah. so. It'll be interesting. They would have had to, it would basically need to be done now anyways. And I would say the same will probably be the case for Paris Land and their little spoopy overlay that they've been getting the last few years. Yeah. But it is what it is. So I think that's everything parks-wise. 
then moving on to outside of the parks there's not much actually it's only a little bit um moving on to disney plus moving on to our favorite character of all time olaf everyone olaf is getting his own little short well another short he's already has one so the official tweet from Disney Plus UK says it all started with a little magic snowflake emoji. Once upon a snowman, an original short is streaming October twenty third on hashtag Disney Plus. <sighs> I'm sick of Frozen shorts. I'm not gonna lie, and like I love Olaf, but like Jesus, there's enough of them. I find him like yeah. I thought he was okay in the first movie. In the second movie, I found him incredibly irritating. Um, I loved him in the second movie. Uh, yeah, I, I just, I thought his, I think it was his song. I thought his song was terrible. Oh. And, sorry. <laughs> it's the one I skip on the album every time. No! He screams super loud halfway I through. just turn it down at that bit. I know it's coming. <laughs> Kate's prepared. <laughs> well, the thing is, the first time I listened to the album, I obviously listened to the entire album all the way through, and I was listening to it on the speaker in my kitchen, and then all of a sudden, there was the screamy bit. Um, I think my sister was like, what in God's name are you listening to? And I was like, it's Olaf. It's just Olaf. <laughs> yeah. It's a bit too intense for me, that song. Yeah, it, 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 a tiny bit. But yeah, Olaf's getting his own short. Well, again, I think it's like a second short now. Once Upon a Snowman. But that also sounds like an origin story. And we've already had Olaf's origin story. Several times. Yeah, a lot. <laughs> Well, he's like Spider-Man. You always need to give it a reboot. It's true. It must be his origin story because he doesn't have his nose in the picture. Yeah, it no, it's, it's, definitely, it's definitely his origin story. How many more origin stories could we have? We already know it's there. It's his tradition. They built him when he was younger. I can tell you Once Upon a Snowman now for free. Well, they, subscribe to Disney Plus. <laughs> maybe they've got rid of Josh Gad and like Christopher Walken's taken over or something. <laughs> now, that would be something. I, do you think it would make it better? Yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah. I think Josh Gad's a little bit too intense for me. You can't, be, you can't be that excited about everything all the time. But he's American. Yeah, yeah that is true. <laughs> <laughs> You've got me there. We're just, we're just too cynical over this side of the world. That's, that's, that's the downside. But um, speaking of too much Josh Gad, um, Disney have announced a new documentary series in conjunction with Natural, Natural, National. G- called The Magic of Disney's Animal Kingdom, which is a series coming to Disney Plus on September 25th, which is also voiced by Josh Gad. I, yeah, I mean, I, I think that show sounds incredible. Not? He's not got a, a voice for a, like, a narration role, has he? Mm. No, as as we figured out from fucking Artemis Fell. Yeah, it's, it's you know, you need a calming oh, voice for a, for a narrator. You need a calming voice. It reminded me of Artemis Fell. Christ almighty. I've, bothered, I've not bothered to watch it. Don't. Don't. With the, with the limited amount of time you currently have, I urge you <laughs> not to watch Artemis Fowl. It's nowhere near the bottom of my list, so don't worry. <laughs> yeah, oh Christ. What an abomination. But yeah, I watched, the, I watched the trailer for the series and it looks really, really good. But it's just, I just am so sick of having to listen to bloody Josh Gad. He has you such an irritating voice. Just mute it and put the subtitles on. Oh, well, there is that. I don't think he's narrating the whole thing. I think he's just kind of like the overall like presenter of it. And then it goes to actual like cast members from Animal Kingdom. But um, okay. I'll definitely watch it. Oh, I yeah. love learning stuff about Disney. It's just it's all so interesting. Yeah. We've been spoiled with the Imagineering story and... Oh, I think big time. 
yeah, hopefully this is, uh, I mean, it won't be as good, but hopefully it's, uh, hopefully it's at least insightful. I love Animal Kingdom. I've definitely grown to love it more as I've got older. Yeah, I really liked Animal Kingdom when I went. I wasn't sure if I would as much because I suppose in my mind before I went, I knew feck all. So I was like, oh, is it just like a big zoo? Which to a degree it kind of is, but also obviously has the attractions as well. And I fell a little bit in love with Everest, which I definitely didn't think I would. Yeah, it's great. But it's great. Joe Rody, what a man. What a man. Okay. To be fair, he is he's like, wow, to be fair. like <laughs> Just wow. Just wow. Just, just wow. <laughs> he is. I mean, a man that can pull off that volume of earrings. Yeah. Deserves a round of applause. Not just that, but get away with that at the Walt Disney Company. Yeah, and they're like, this is very true, man. actually. I mean, what? How's that happened? I mean, he must be something really special. This is the company that doesn't let you wear a ring unless it's religious. Yeah. <laughs> well, you can you can only wear one. You can wear one like decorative ring, but you can't wear two. Yeah. Unless it's a wedding ring. Oh, Disney. And you can't have your nails painted. What a time. No. But anyways. Unless you so, do, do whatever you want if you Joe. Exactly. Well, I, I think, think when, you, when you've done enough for the company to make them that much money, I feel like they don't really have a leg to stand on. Mappet walks in and he's like, Joe, what, what's going on here? And he's like, get out. <laughs> <laughs> See this project? Shredder. You ready for it? Yeah, yeah. I thought so. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, the only thing we didn't put on the actual news, but I suppose kind of bears speaking about, is the reaction that's been online to Mulan. Now, Ooh. I haven't watched it. I don't think any of us have watched it. Ryan, have you watched it? No, I, I want to, but time. Ah, Fair. Yes. <laughs> Fair. Um, I don't think I'm going to pay the 22 euro to watch it, purely because I don't like the live actions anyways. So I'll happily wait until December 4th to watch it. But a fair few people have. And I've heard very mixed. I've heard mostly positive things. And then Amy, who's been on the podcast before, was like, absolutely shy. Don't waste your time. (laughs) And I'm like, right, that's good enough reason for me not to watch it. Thanks. (laughs) But yeah, there's been mixed reactions. I definitely won't be paying the 22 euro knowing for a fact that it comes out on the 4th of December. Like, I just won't be. I don't need to watch it that badly. I'll wait. And even at that, I don't even know. See, the only reason I watch it then is because I'm already paying for Disney Plus. And, like, it's there anyway. But I don't want to contribute any more money to that movie because I don't really agree with it. That's fair. From, like, everything they did. It's just... It just... the, The whole movie seems wrong. Like, they tried to promote a specific thing but didn't have any of that thing in the movie and it just it just seems like an absolute fucking clusterfuck <laughs> no bit, yeah well the good news is it's probably not making a profit so yeah <laughs> but it's okay because they can blame that on covid and premier access and no it wasn't bad because the lead actress supports police brutality it was bad because it had to go on premier access no don't be silly which is bad oh, news for the future of premier access but that's good. I don't want that. Oh, no, I, I don't know. I'd pay £20 to watch uh, Black Widow. See, I don't know. I know, I don't know. It's a big debate, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. I think it, it very much depends how much of like a cinema goer you are. See, Do you I know what I mean? Cinema. Like, Kate, you're an avid cinema goer. Yeah. I used to be until I had a kid. 
So now I'm like, oh, can I, I can watch a Marvel movie in the evening and not have to get babysitter or all that kind of nonsense. Which So it would be handy for me to have the option. Yeah. True. Otherwise, like, I, t- I totally would see almost every every Star Wars, Marvel, maybe not every live-action Disney movie in the cinema before. But, like, now for at least the next few years, that gets trickier. That's the only reason where I'm like, well, actually, I'd be paying, like, 50 quid to go and see this at a cinema, you know, all in, popcorn, all that kind of crap. Yeah. Um, I'll pay 20 quid to watch it at home. True. See, it's hard because I'm like, I really don't want to watch Mulan. So my complete stance on Premier Access is a shit because the only thing I can currently buy from Premier Access is Mulan. Yeah. But I do wonder <laughs> if a movie that I actually did want to watch came up, if I would pay for it. Like Black Widow. Yeah. Which is meant to be delayed again until next year by Elizabeth. I'm just so starved for a good movie. Like Tennis really just ruined me. I was like, I'm so excited for a new movie. The good, the good cinema. Nonsense. Now it's not going to be a new movie for so long. <laughs> you yeah. weren't a fan then, no? I just, it made no sense. <laughs> the whole movie made no sense. The only good part was Robert Pattinson. And that's saying something. That's the thing. I think probably Nolan, Nolan's got a bit too clever for himself and no one in the studio says no to him anymore. He's yeah. like George Lucas during the prequel trilogy. <laughs> it's like, do what you want. Go for it. But George, d- I said... <laughs> But George, that doesn't make any sense with the timeline. I don't care. <laughs> That's basically what Tenet was. <laughs> Perfect. Right, now we get to interrogate Ryan. Four times. Um, so. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just get out my paper. <laughs> I'm ready. I don't know what I'm ready for, but I'm ready. <laughs> so, Ryan, tell us about your relationship with Disney. Okay, that's, that's, a, that's a good question. I guess it's a nice goes, easy question. It goes back to my first memory, which was sitting on Main Street in the Magic Kingdom in Walt Disney World, drinking out of a chocolate Nesquik carton, like the, an old cardboard box carton. So, weirdly, they went from being super environmentally friendly to then saying plastic. <laughs> Go figure. Of course. So I, I remember and there's a picture that sits on um, at my parents' house of me drinking that milkshake that I can just look at it, go back to and remember just sitting in Main Street and always it was outside Casey's corner on the um, kind of tables that sit around there. And whenever I walk past, it kind of reminds me of that. So that's my kind of first theme park Disney memory. My first non-theme park memory was probably sitting down and watching Toy Story at the cinema. Wow. So, you were yeah. very young, because we're the same age, so you went to the cinema very young. Yeah, wait, when was... I'm sure it's Toy Story. Yeah, yeah. Definitely, no, I definitely saw Toy Story at the cinema, 100%. I have more vivid memories of A Bug's Life, which is why it's my favourite Pixar film. Ooh, good shave. Um, very, very rare do you encounter someone that agrees with me. But <laughs> it's a very, it's a very underloved movie. Yeah. But that's the movie where I like was quite into Disney. And I remember sitting down with my best friend at the time and my parents and watching A Bug's Life. And that, that, that's why it kind of, the same reason I like the Star Wars prequel trilogy, because they were released when I was a kid and I liked Star Wars before. And the same reason why lots of kids like the new Star Wars trilogy and a lot of people our age don't. 
I think, because they're not always aimed at us. Um, but yeah, my first memory, and also Epcot, I've got to mention Spaceship Earth. I remember walking to, to Epcot for the very first time and looking up and just seeing this giant, um, what we used to call um, the golf ball before, obviously, I started podcasting and couldn't get away with saying that anymore. <laughs> so yeah, I, I remember always being in love with technology as a kid, always having the latest um, video game, always having the latest bit of tech, and Epcot before it kind of degraded a little bit to where it's at now was always very much demonstrating that it was all it was definitely kind of that that world's fair in future world it always had some latest tech that you could go and play with in interventions it always had, had like the latest video game consoles that you can go and test out and um, certainly in the kind of mid to late 90s when i started going so yeah that's that's a really cute first theme park memory and it's so like vivid as well yeah yeah it, it, it is weird i can de- like i can remember like see the shorts i was wearing and i must have only been three wow three but like the rest of my childhood i remember nothing i was like, like wait i was like that's really impressive that you have a memory from three i barely have memory from yesterday oh no no i'm with you 100 <laughs> percent. like it's literally toy story pops in the carton of nesquik spaceship earth that's it and then yesterday. Oh, that's all I got. <laughs> <laughs> They're real cute first memories. So how did you end up getting into your podcast? Like, I know we kind of mentioned it a little bit earlier where people were just telling each shit up, but Yeah, so Dan and I started chatting about pins and so he we've known each other for about eleven years now and we used to work together at the same company we realized that we were both going to Disney World every year or at least at least every year sometimes twice sometimes every other year and we you know we we both like video games so we just got got chatting became friends and we decided to create theme park trader and it is still it is still something that we're building behind the scenes but it's it was and it is going to be a platform where people can list items and trade with other people um and that, and we were like, well, that's cool, but we need something to get our brand out there and kind of start talking about it a bit. So that's why we decided to create the podcast. And you'll hear it, the very first podcast. And please, I don't know why I say this every time, but please don't go and listen to it because it's shit. But it's basically me. Guess what I'm listening on my way to work tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, it, it's basically you. It's me by myself for the first one going, um, welcome to um and this week um we're talking about the um flower and garden festival and um what's going on and it's like why have i not just deleted it i don't know oh definitely gonna put that in the show notes yeah (laughs) (laughs) that one particular episode it started it started just covering news every week and then the more we were doing it the more we thought well we like ripping the piss out of things so I kind of came up with the idea of the, the poor review stuff where we just read out people's idiotic opinions of theme park stuff. And then now we basically just do whatever we want. And often I literally come up with the idea for the show two minutes before we record and we wing it. It, it never comes across that way. So fair play. I think we're, for, we're fortunate that we, before COVID, we record it face to face. We're always talking about the parks. We're always, we, we always know what's going on. You know, yeah. I, now I write for Inside the Magic. Like I have, I think at least 
16, 17 other people in a, in a group chat constantly talking about news and rumours like coming in constantly. So it's it's something that we're both kind of aware of what's going on anyway. Um, yeah. But yeah, I de- we definitely wing a lot of the subjects or we pick a subject and just run with it as long as we think it's possible. Like the tournament thing that we're doing at the moment. Which I have to say, I'm bloody loving. It's so much fun because we, I mean, yeah, we just get to talk about attractions and I think there will be a stage where we have a bit of a fight about something, but I'm not quite sure when that will be. I mean, it didn't happen with Epcot, which is where I, have you done Epcot? You have done Epcot, haven't you? Yeah, yes. yeah. And I mean, if it, I felt like if it was going to happen, it would have been there. Well, Dan's never going to win an <laughs> argument against me with Epcot. It's never going to happen. <laughs> True. He knows his boundaries. Yeah. That's fair. What part do you think will be the hardest to like pin down an attraction? I think it will. Hmm, that's a good question. Maybe I think Animal Kingdom because I know that we have differing opinions on what is the best attraction there. Okay. Yeah. So that'll be a battle royale. It's good. Yeah, it will be. A, I think we'll have quite an argument on that one. <laughs> oh, damn. Yeah. Like, do, will Donna have to come in and be an adjudicator then? Oh, yeah. Well, actually, yeah, because I know she'll agree with me, so that, that'll work. There's also, <laughs> sorry, while we're here, there's also no way you're not seeing those keywords before you start recording. And I just, like, just don't believe it. Like, I'm sorry. Oh, seriously. <laughs> I, I honestly, it, it, she, because we, we, it started as something that I did in Customer is Always Weird, and then Donna thought, oh, maybe you could do this on theme park trailers. So she's, she did it and wrote them all down in, in a notebook, first of all, and then, obviously, that was put under question by Dan because it's a notebook and I could have looked, I didn't. Um, so she then did it on her phone, um, which I don't look at. So yeah, I mean, yeah, I just been lucky the last couple of weeks. Nonsense. <laughs> I always feel so bad for her as well when you get it in the first one and she's like, oh, well, the rest of them were. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she spends a lot of time on those as well. <laughs> You can hear it. You can hear me like, well, the other ones were if you hadn't have guessed it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel like even if you do know it, you should at least get it to like the, the first four. <laughs> but then I'm risking Dan beating me. That's not happening. <laughs> I love, we love keyword counting. We were doing them when we um, doing our Zoom quizzes over like big lockdown. Um, big lockdown. <laughs> Big lockdown, because now it's like sort of like not really lockdown. I'm talking about like big lockdown. Uh, now we're on mini we, lockdown. Yeah. <laughs> I was putting keyword countdown into the quiz and people loved it. Keyword yeah, countdown is great. great. It it's, so, it's so simple, but so fun to do. Yeah, People was... were getting so annoyed by it though. Like oh, in yeah. a good way. Like, oh my God, how did I miss it? Yeah. yeah. Like really, I don't, IMDB should just put out a board game because it would sell so much. Yeah, 100%. that's very true. But to be fair, though, when I was doing it, I was picking like the stupidest ones. <laughs> oh yeah, I often do that just to piss uh, Dan's due off, and customers always weird. <laughs> I mean, you, you, you kind of have to troll people. And um, speaking of trolling people, I'm going to throw out a subject here, which I feel like may end up in an absolute scrap. So Dan, so Dan, so Ryan, you hate Hamilton, eh? Yeah, it's going to get you're wrong. I, this was the end of the conversation. <laughs> <laughs> I just couldn't get on board with it. I just, I don't, I didn't get it. What, I, you don't like fun or ingenuity or the no, arts or no. nothing? Diversity? No, I don't like, no. I want to diversity is okay. But... <laughs> <laughs> I 
don't, I, I just, I don't know what it was. I just couldn't, I couldn't get on board with it. And I do need to give it another chance because I got both Donna and I were watching it, and we got half hour in, and we we're like, "This is fucking terrible." And I think, I think it's because maybe we hadn't had the chance to see it on stage, and I don't think it translates as well the first time seeing it ever on on Disney Plus. Um, we didn't have subtitles on as well, which I think didn't help because it is yeah. very difficult to understand. And that's probably because we're white middle-class people um, <laughs> who are idiots. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I want to give it a chance of subtitles because I think for me, like, I don't like that type of music anyway. And I did want to understand a bit more about the, the lyrics and what they were saying. I think Jonathan Groff was incredible. But correct answer always is yeah exactly but for me i'm not a big fan of of mr lynn i think anyone anyone that creates a musical and puts themselves in it I've but got that's questions. the whole reason why he did it well that's that's concerning isn't it for me like, <laughs> no I, I, i've got problems with that well he had problems with the um whole wet the fucking whole musical industry and that's why he did it yeah, but I mean, I feel like he could have hired anyone else to do it and he could have just directed it. No, because he... <laughs> I'm really enjoying this, like, complete scrap that's going on. I just get to sit here and laugh. It's great. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I just, yeah. I think you've got to be an, an interesting character to put yourself into something you've written. But he, that's why he wrote it. He wrote it because, like, I want to be in a play. No one's going to put me in a play. So I'll write a play for myself. and I'll, well, I'll write a play and I'll star myself in it. But he says himself, he's not a very good dancer, hence why he doesn't dance very much. Yeah, I, I guess I've just not forgiven him for Mary Poppins. Oh, but like, that was such a gag. Like, Just hire someone British. I mean, for God's sake, Disney. In no. fairness, though, oh, they have to go along the Dick Van Dyke route. Well, of then hire someone with a painful British. accent. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, I think I need to give it another chance, in all fairness. Um, I wasn't a fan the first time round. I'm not. I, I, I don't get that it's a like a worldwide fascination, but I do understand how important it, it has been for the the overall kind of musical arts and, and how it's transformed the way that people are being hired and and how that's become a lot more diverse. And I, and for that, like I could completely commend him because it did. I completely agree. It needed to have a bit of a, a shake up, and it's great that. That more of this is happening but for me the first time around i didn't connect with the show but then i don't necessarily think it's aimed at me so i will give it another chance at some point have you did you watch the entire thing or did you guys just get halfway through or half an hour through and stop yeah we we, we stopped halfway see through. the problem is you haven't seen the best bits <laughs> probably not to be fair but the thing is we just had no clue what was going on it's a movie. It's a it's a it's a musical about uh, Alexander Hamilton. Um, yeah, we got that. Who, who's a founding father? Yeah, I got that. <laughs> I know who. Well, Hamilton that's all. Is. You, that's all you need to know. That's but what I, it's about. I wanted to know what they were singing about. Him. It's Would the, recommend subtitles. The first song is about him. It's called Alexander yeah, I got, Hamilton. I got that. I got that. Well, okay, so all I'm hearing is, yeah, I got that, and I got this, and I got that, and yet here we are. I didn't get it. I just a lot of contradicting statements here. I'm not gonna lie. All of that I got from the title of the musical. <laughs> it is. I I completely agree that my opinion can go so far if I haven't seen the entire musical. 
I just think the second the second act is really really good, oh, yeah. and good. from because when I before I ever because obviously I couldn't see Hamilton because the only way to see it before it like obviously it was in it was on Broadway and then it, it was in the West End but I still couldn't go see it in the West End because it's so far away and so expensive and so the only way I had to get access to Hamilton was listening to the soundtrack and by listening to the soundtrack on Spotify I could only get up to like just because I didn't even know where the interval was just before the interval was when I started getting bored listening to the soundtrack but then after watching Hamilton I much prefer the second half like the second act it's way better than the first act it's like song wise for some bits yeah I agree so like I really do think that you should give it another go with subtitles and a positive mindset yeah I think that's fair and, to, <laughs> and if, you know if I'm being totally honest I think when when did it come out July uh it was yeah, July Day. 3rd yes it was Hamilton and Frozen over here it was Graf Day it's all about the Graf <laughs> yeah so yeah okay so July yeah Piper was just a month and she was with us when we were trying to watch it. So it wasn't... See, your, your yeah, environment fair. wasn't right. <laughs> no, and, and, and to be fair, I do want to watch it with subtitles because I want to completely understand what's going on. So what I'm hearing is, it's not that you don't like Hamilton. It's just that you well, haven't seen Hamilton. I mean, I didn't like what I saw. Shut up, Brett. <laughs> There's no further questions. Thanks so much for listening, guys. <laughs> I said I'd give it another chance. I mean, that's the best <laughs> you're going to get from me. Yeah, I think you should give it another chance. And then when you finished it and then have become ultimately obsessed with it, you can come back on the show and then you can tell me how right I was. I, I think it's very <laughs> unlikely for me to get obsessed. Uh, oh, fine. Whatever. But I will, I will, uh, I will come, come back on the show and give you my opinion either way. Oh, well, no. <laughs> well, what a time that'll be. <laughs> <laughs> I'll come back with beware, she was nearly not letting Craig come on after his comments about Figment. He just spent so much abuse of that poor little dragon. Oh, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, that does annoy me immensely. He's just, I mean, he started calling Spyro, and I was like, I, sir, please. <laughs> well, you, you can't name something after something that was around after Figment. Yeah, it's just, it's just nonsense, really. <laughs> anyway. Uh-huh. Doesn't cake us off on a tangent, but um. Anyway, so we're obviously predominantly a DLP podcast, and I know whilst you're mostly somebody that goes to Walt Disney World, what's your feelings on DLP? Yeah, so it's uh, an interesting park, um, resort, I should say. <laughs> I was an annual pass holder actually last year, I think. Um, I like Disneyland Park. I think it's it's got some good attractions. It needs updating. But the Disney Studio, it needs bulldozing. It is utter shite. Yeah. It is the I think the worst Disney park in the world right now by quite I, a distance. I think that's a fair I think that's a fair call. I think it's been the worst Disney park in the world for quite a while. <laughs> yeah, I think I think it has. It's just terrible. Absolutely terrible. Disneyland Park, I think it is it is a lovely park, and I've been fortunate enough to see it when it's been covered, absolutely covered in snow. Um oh, dream. Which was incredible. Like having snowball fight, proper snowball fights with cast, um, where nobody, literally nobody, could get into the park. We arrived, then basically all transportation into the park shut off later that day, and we were there for the week um, in Sequoia Lodge. Sequoia Lodge, I think, is one of Disney's oh. best hotels. Um, Fave. Yes. Worldwide as well, not just in Paris. I think it's incredible. Again, especially on like a cold French evening. 
by the fireplace in that bar. The Beautiful. cocktail. What more could you want? You've now moved yourself back into my good books. <laughs> <laughs> but like overall, it needs some significant work. Do I think that Frozen and a cheap Star Wars land and a cheap Marvel land is going to fix it? No. I think it needs a lot more work than that. And if they're going to do it, they need to do it properly. I think putting a quarter or half of lands that exist in other Disney parks isn't going to quite cut it. I do genuinely think that the studios needs to close for like a period of two years to get a complete refresh and a bit more love because right now you've got Crush's Coaster, Ratatouille, which is, you know, I, I think is a relatively good attraction when it works properly. And, um, Tower of Terror, which is average in Paris. Um, Have you been I, on the new one, though? When did it get updated? Uh, the last Halloween time we last went, year. The Halloween last year, yeah. Mm, uh, no, I've not been... I, I think last time I was there was last spring. Ah, uh, you see. Now it's scary. <laughs> Bring on Guardians, though. Yeah, well, to be fair, I've not, I can't say anything because I've not been on any of the other ones. Well, apart from the one in Japan. But, like, that's not the same at all but like i'd happily go on the other ones in america but i think it's day it's days have got to be numbered you can't put marvel next to it and then go oh the theming's now gone from marvel to what 1920s 30s hollywood it doesn't make any sense i mean the if they're gonna keep doesn't make any sense i was gonna <laughs> say if you're gonna keep studios and studios why the hell could they not that is true i mean and hollywood studios isn't much different to be fair the yeah. theming there is a mess it's better than, than it was, but it's still a mess. Mm, yeah. Mm. But I feel like that's part of the charm of Walt Disney Studios, is that, like, like just kind of doesn't make sense, but you love it anyway. <laughs> why is Midway Mania not in Disney Studios? Why yeah. have they got, like, four terrible fairground rides? Maybe three. Three terrible fairground rides. And, and Midway Mania, which is... I mean, it's a copy and paste job. Just put it in. Yeah. yeah. Midway Mania is great. That's yeah. the one I can't comment on. <laughs> I think I think the biggest issue, like I'd love if they just got rid of that, like the actual studios building, because I think that kind of really like segregates it a little bit. I think if they come up with a new entrance to it, that might even kind of help. But it does need a lot of TLC in studios. Uh, TLC that, especially now because of COVID, I don't think it's ever going to get. Well, yeah. I mean, for me, it, it, even though they promised updates, when you saw that the tour was being updated with cars. For me, that was just like, yeah, you're, you're not willing to spend here, are you? No. They would have been better I, off just closing it and just yeah, doing something else with that area. Like, I don't but, even really think you can call it an update because they're taking it all away. <laughs> yeah, they're having it. Yeah. <laughs> Putting some eyes on a tanker and then it's cars. Yeah, but then also setting the poor tanker on fire that you've now given life to. Good. This is very true. Set every character from the Cars franchise on fire and I'll be happy. Now, Ryan, here we go again. <laughs> Come on. Cars 1, 2 and 3 are the bottom Kate. pile of Pixar films. Kate is, Kate is the one and only Cars fan. Uh, Cars no. 1 is fantastic. No. Cars 2 doesn't need to exist. Cars 3 is okay. But, but the first Cars movie is so clever. It's not. Yes, it is. It's not. It was I crazy. wish you guys could have seen Ryan's choice. face there. <laughs> yeah, it is literally like you just insulted my mother. The g- oh, um. No. Oh, yeah. I don't need to hear Owen Wilson saying, good job, for an hour and a half. It doesn't, no, I'm not interested. Whatever. Well, 
That's that's been the episode. <laughs> so the problem with car like Cars two, okay, fair, absolute shite. But then Cars three actually had a really good message behind it. But the merchandising focused on Jackson Storm, who's only in the movie for about ten minutes, while they had this amazing female lead character who they didn't talk about at all in the merchandising, and so therefore that's why I think Cars three didn't do very well because they didn't really push it the right way. I mean, they did the same with Moana and Pua. Pua was in the movie for about five seconds, and all of the merchandise was Pua. No, and BB nine E. Oh, do you remember? BB90 is four yeah, but remember toys. Cars also gave us planes. Hey, 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 now. Planes wasn't made by Pixar, right? Let's take a step back, right? Pe- planes was definitely made by some... BT planes was made just for the merchandise. ...office somewhere that were like... Cars. Planes. Well, true, yeah. Leave Cars alone. In fairness, though, okay, you can't admit that, like, you can't deny that it was mainly a ploy for the merch because cars was always a top seller well yeah no that's why i agree like cars i believe the first cars movie is great and then everything after that was to make merchandise but i really don't think you can hate on the first one. Oh, I, I do it's for me the first one the first one first one is an average film i'll give you that it's not a terrible film but every other pixar film apart from cars two and three are better you think the good dinosaur is better than cars the good dinosaur is a fantastic movie no, you're wrong. That's it. I I was in tears. I was in tears. You were not. About four or five times. You're lying. I promise you I'm not. Why were you crying? Nothing happens. I was holding it together. In, I remember holding it together in the cinema. And um, then my arm was like shaking. And it's because Donna was like, I look terrible. She's just crying. And I'm like, that's it. I'm gone. Did you watch the same movie? Did they get? Did the UK get the same release as Ireland? Because I thought it was I genuinely thought it was a fantastic movie that deserved to do uh, better at the box office. It's a beautiful movie. In fairness, you cannot deny that the Good Dinosaur isn't stunning. Oh, yeah, is. but the story. Yeah. Well, it, it was it was sad enough to make me cry several times, so it must have been alright. really not sure now to be honest. I think the two of you just need to agree to disagree. <laughs> so Kate, any other questions from yourself? No, not anymore. <laughs> I, yeah, I've just got one question for you, Ryan. When the hell did you get off this screen? No, I think what my one big question is always it's always my favourite question to ask people is what's your favourite attraction out of all the parks? Oh, that is that is tough. That is really tough. It changes. If you ask me tomorrow, it'll be different from today's answer. But today's answer is going to be living with the land. Wow. All right. Was not yeah. expecting living with the land. Yeah, it's for me, it's one of the only attractions at Epcot that still keeps the original vision for the park and is not falling apart. Fair. So there are... The only reason it's not falling apart is because they physically have to keep on top of it because there's live yeah. produce in it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong, the animatronics need a bit of help, but I think overall it, it's um it's a great attraction. I like we did the behind the seeds tour for the first time last year just because we had the three. Best weeks. name. Like I'm great. sorry though, it's a brilliant name. Well, yeah, th- those are the days where where Disney actually come up with decent names for things. Mm. But yeah, it's a great name. Uh, and it's pretty cheap. I think it's like $25 each. That is really cheap. Which is, yeah, which is super cheap for a tour. I mean, granted, you're learning about plants, but, you know. <laughs> That's what all the cool kids do. Yeah. 
but yeah, I, I just I just really enjoy it. It's it's a relaxing ride. It's something that I've been going on since I was well since my very first visit to Epcot. Um, so Spaceship Earth is sometimes number one for similar reasons. Though right now it's not in a great place um, at all. And then Kilimanjaro Safaris also makes it up there as well. Oh, they're all great picks. Yeah. Good changed. Right. Yeah, that was my one and only question. <laughs> Thanks. That's what I'm here for. <laughs> Good woman. Well, thanks for coming on, Ryan. We finally got there in the end. Yes, we got there. Okay. And uh, yeah, it was really good. Thanks for having me. I mean, I'm not sure you'll have me again, given my dislike of Hamilton and cars, but... <laughs> we'll, have, we'll have a word with Kate. It'll be fine. Yeah, no, no, it's all okay, it's all okay. <laughs> I will cry too much. <laughs> well, if you watch a good dinosaur, it's fine. Never in my life. <laughs> Anywho, thanks, Ryan. Thanks so much for listening, guys. If you want to hit us up on Instagram, it's at Mickey Waffles Pod. If you want to hit us up on Twitter, it's at Mickey Waffle Pod. But, you know, Instagram's where the party at no point in contacts on Twitter because we don't use that. <laughs> I get to it eventually. I mean, yeah. that's how Ryan managed to get himself a slot on the podcast because he was winching that we hadn't asked him yet. So. It does work eventually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you are listening on your favourite podcast app, please do give us a rating, particularly if you're listening on an iPhone via Apple Podcasts because that helps us out loads. And all the links to Ryan's 10,000 podcasts will be listed in the show notes, so please go check them out. And yeah, I think that's everything. Thanks so much for listening, guys. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. This podcast is part of the After Dark Podcast Network.